0: Hello, everyone. Welcome into a brand new edition of the Shooting the Moon podcast. James Mooney here with you as always, and it feels good to be back. It's been a few weeks since we last spoke. Lots happened. Had all three of the horse races, two major championships handed out. Quick congratulations to the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Golden State Warriors. But now we're kind of into the interesting part of the summer where we've got a lot of baseball going on, but also the off season in the nba and the nhl which truthfully if you know as a lifelong sixers fan i've kind of come to appreciate the kind of craziness and unexpected things that'll happen in in an nba off season but this is really kind of where all the excitement is it, it, you know you, everyone's got this clean slate everyone's plotting and planning and all these kinds of things scheming and you know all that good stuff but it all starts well it, it usually get started with the draft, but in the, at least in the NBA, it got started last weekend with the Sixers and the Celtics making a big trade. They flipped spots. You know, I wrote about that on Monday and the weekend, re- or Tuesday, actually, um, on Heat Check, where we looked at some of the interesting storylines ahead of the draft, and a few of them kind of played out. Uh, it was That was actually kind of... Crazy to see how quickly some of them did, but you know we'll get to those in a little bit. Uh, let's kind of get to the draft, though. The actual draft. You know, Some of those storylines will pop up here as we go. But the NBA draft happened last night, as expected. Philadelphia selected Markel Fultz, point guard out of Washington, with the number one pick. And... Truthfully, there weren't really a whole lot of surprises early on. We'll say early on because at a certain point, it all kind of becomes, in in any draft, there's what you expect to happen only because of how much time goes into analyzing and dissecting things, and then trades will kind of shake things up a little bit. But, you know, once you kind of get out of, like, the top, 10 in the nba that's kind of where things start to get a little crazy and by crazy i mean just kind of just unpredictable like you really don't know what's gonna happen or who's gonna take who who values what and then you got scheme fit that that's always a you know a a term you throw around here and there so especially once you Once you get out of that, like top 10 or 12 guys, that's really where you start seeing what teams are valuing and what holes they're trying to fill. And in terms of last night, there was some good. There's a lot, actually, there was a pretty decent amount of good. I would hesitate to say there was bad, there's questionable. But I think we can all agree there was one outright ugly last night. And we'll get to that in a second. So real quick, we'll recap the top five. Markel Fultz, as we already said, went to Philadelphia. Lonzo Ball, number two, to the Los Angeles Lakers. His old man was right all along. But then again, I don't think that really surprises us anyway. Uh, a, a small surprise, if you haven't paid a whole lot of attention, uh, this is kind of really in the last like week or so, this has kind of been up in the air. But everyone thought it was going to be Josh Jackson at three. Boston goes the other way. They select Jason Tatum, who might be one of the be- most well-rounded offensive scorers in this draft, drawing a lot of comparisons to Paul Pierce and Danny Granger. Uh, that was kind of the Bill Simmons podcast, of what they were thinking. Um, Josh Jackson isn't waiting long, though. Phoenix scoops him up. I think that's a win-win for both teams there. They each get something that they want and each player kind of gets into a system that fits what they're going to do. Josh Jackson's going to be able to run the floor. And I mean, if you saw some of the dunks he pulled off at Kansas, you're going to love some of the things he's going to do with, (laughs) with the Suns. I think he's going to be able to flourish there with Devin Booker. I think those two could create a hell of a tandem for them. Uh, And then rounding out the top five, you had De'Aaron Fox going to the Sacramento Kings I love that pick I think Darren Fox while he does need to work on his outside shooting I think he has the potential to be possibly the best point guard in this draft I mean that's kind of the way this is it's a point guard heavy draft and all these guys I think will be terrific players but I think Fultz, Ball, and Fox are probably your best bets to be you know sort of that top 10 positionally uh, in the next few years. I mean, and all three of them also have the, the ability to, to be top 20, top 25 type players in this league. Before we get to the rest of the top 10, there was a trade that happened shortly after Philadelphia and Los Angeles selected their guys. And I, I truthfully was surprised, it it. The timing of it was shocking, because if you were watch, if you were watching on TV, they had Jeff Goodman come in. He was kind of their trades guy, and they bring him in just before Boston's about to pick, and you think Boston had just pulled the trigger. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Um, you had, which which brings me to just a quick side note. Uh, the guys at the vertical absolutely slayed. ESPN last night Uh, if you're if you were just kind of following on Twitter you were about 10 to 15 minutes ahead you know at points you were two sometimes three picks ahead of where the ESPN's coverage was so kudos to those guys just getting scoop after scoop last night that was some really great journalism or or, you know just doing some hell just absolutely fantastic reporting by Adrian Wojnarowski and his crew over at the vertical at Yahoo Sports. But they were the guys that got they got the drop on ESPN. They had the Jimmy Butler trade. Jimmy Butler was traded maybe 15 minutes into the draft or the news broke. Minnesota, not Boston, not Cleveland. Minnesota was able to pry and I use that term loosely, pry Jimmy Butler away from the Chicago Bulls for really nothing that special. Minnesota got Jimmy Butler in the number 16 pick. Definitely a big plus for them. Chicago, on the other hand, got Zach Levine. Freakish athlete. Love his game, you know. Love what he can do athletically, but he's not the most polished player. And he's, you know, tore his ACL about halfway through the season, so he's on the recovery trail. And Chris Dunn, the point guard selected in the top of the draft last year, I believe he was the number four pick. Chris Dunn was a f- great player at Providence. He was a beast. Didn't quite have a great year though in Minnesota. And Chicago also got the number seven pick. So Chicago kind of don't really love this trade for them. In fact, Chicago is our ugly of the night. Uh, they, they trade Jimmy Butler for almost what seems like pennies on the dollar. Uh, but that's also kind of the way the NBA works. Some It's it's odd, you know, the way in the NBA that you, you trade a star, you never really get a star in return, and it's really just trying to make the math work. You know, but... Regardless, I think Chicago got a little antsy and just kind of made a deal, or it just seems like they're kind of outcast, you know, just kind of shipping them off and just getting them off the team. I mean, there was a lot made about the issues with the the three quote unquote alpha dogs in Chicago last year with Wade, Rondo, and Butler. Th- that three never really worked cohesively. Uh, they gave them, you know, they limped into the playoffs and Gave Boston a good run until Rondo got hurt. Butler was clearly the best player on the floor, though. But that locker room was just kind of a toxic environment. You kind of got that feeling from some of the spats they had throughout the year. But, yeah, uh, yeah not a lot to love there if you're a Chicago fan. At this point, you're just kind of like, all right, well, you know, we're, we're hitting the reset button. You know, you're probably going to buy out Rondo. God only knows what you're going to do with Wade. He just picked up his $24 million option for this year. Do you buy him out too? I don't know. There's a, there's a lot to question with Chicago. and I think this move was bad, but it's nothing compared to what they will do later on in the night. And we'll get to that once we get into the second round. Because they do something abysmal later on in this draft. So uh, rest, back to the draft. The rest of the top ten. You have Jonathan Isaac. Drafted to Orlando. He is a terrific athlete, but also kind of needs to polish the rest of his game. Uh, Chicago, or Minnesota, it was Minnesota picking. I, By the way, I hate the way that the NBA does trades in the draft, where it's like, oh, like, it's not official until basically the round is over and all the picks are made. You know, I, I, I like it just makes it kind of hard to keep track of at times. And even ESPN had a hard time tracking it. They had a couple, couple of bad graphics come up where you know they had a guy going, you know, drafted one place, but you know his rights were supposedly going to another place, but it actually wasn't the case. NBA, let's let let's kind of let's get real. And you know, if if you guys know trades being made and verified, let, let's you know let's not beat around the bush. You know, for example. Minnesota had the seventh pick, but it was going to Chicago. We all knew it was going to Chicago. So why isn't just Chicago makes the pick? Small gripe, but you know, it is what it is. So anyway, in that seventh spot, Chicago takes Lowry Markinen from Arizona. I think he's a great shooter, but uh, aside from that, what's he gonna be as an NBA player? Kinda he's not your not the best rebounder in the world, not exactly the most sh- strong player you'll ever see but it's a building block I think he'll you know there's been talk that he could be Andrea Bagnani the loftiest comparison is Dirk but you know what I mean let's be honest Porzingis is Dirk is the next Dirk but either way Chicago gets a a decent player there I I do like I loved marking at Arizona but he he needs a dominant inside force at center to protect him because he's not going to be your not not even going to be probably your top 3 in rebounding. So, uh moving on, number 8 New York Knicks, they took Frank <laughs> Nick, Nick from France, and I laugh just because of the some of these international names, I'm still learning. <laughs> I just don't want to butcher them too badly. But uh, the Knicks take a flyer on this point guard from France. There's a lot of hype around him that he could potentially be the steel of this draft. Flew up the draft board in the last two to three weeks. And even more amazingly, he didn't work out with anybody. That was probably the most overblown topic was... Workouts and you know who can work out for who and who's not going to work out for another team and all that. But this guy becomes a top ten pick. He goes to Phil Jackson. I actually am surprised that the Knicks didn't blow this. And at this point, still have not traded Porzingis. So that's two thumbs up. You gotta you gotta like that if you're a Knicks fan. You're not you know Melo is still on your team and you know hopefully that'll change. But you haven't done. You know, two wrongs don't make a right, but you also haven't done stupid things yet. There's just been a lot of talk of you doing stupid things. So if you're a Knicks fan, keep your head up, man. All right, (laughs) to the number nine pick Dallas gets Dennis Smith Jr. from North Carolina State. Absolutely love this pick. I think a lot was made, I think a lot was overblown about his year at NC State. Um, his head coach, the guy that recruited him, was a dead man walking. So you know any kind of attitude or whatever thing, just you kind of put that off to the side. Although, Rick Carlisle has had problems with point guards in the past. Just look at him and Rajon Rondo. But then again, also Rajon Rondo is Rajon Rondo. Either way, I think Dennis Smith Jr. is in a terrific, terrific place. I think he uh, he was ACC Freshman of the Year. I think he's a terrific player. I think he is also in that group with Fultz Ball and Fox. That could be, you know, top 25 players as point guards. Absolutely terrific. So, on to the 10th pick. And this is where our second trade of the night comes in. Sacramento was originally supposed to be the 10th pick. They trade out. Portland trades up and takes Zach Collins from Gonzaga. Not a big fan of this one. I, I the, My A big problem I have with Zach Collins is didn't start at Gonzaga, and he had the most disqualifications off the bench, which means he picks up fouls, and he fouls out a lot. Two things I don't necessarily love, and especially in a league where, in the NBA, where you have guys like James Harden that just make a lot of you know they they can change games with their free throw shooting and their ability to draw free throws. A guy like Zach Collins doesn't you know, that why do you trade up for him? You know. I get it if you're Portland, you kind of have to do something. You, you already have your backcourt. But, you know, you could grab some perimeter help or something like that, but either way, n- not a big fan of the pick, but at the same time I'm even more not of a fan of Sacramento trading out but we'll get to that once we talk about those picks. Uh, just, for the, just for the record, Sacramento got the 15th and the 20th pick uh, from Portland for trading out. Moving on, probably one of my favorite picks of the round. You had Malik Monk getting picked by Charlotte. He gets paired with Kemba Walker. I think that becomes one of the more exciting backcourts in the Eastern Conference, maybe even the NBA. And hey, you know, Charlotte was in the playoffs a couple of years ago. I think with Malik Monk I think he could be a flat out superstar in this league. Kind of a combo guard, but he's more of a shooting guard, but I think with Kemba Walker he'll be getting some he'll be able to get open looks and terrific shooter, I think. Charlotte knocked it out of the park there. Which is also why I don't like why Sacramento traded out with Malik Monk on the board because you had the opportunity to pair De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk teammates at Kentucky who were like uh, an absolute dynamic duo together. You balk at that, you know. This is just the Kings being the Kings. They take one step forward and about five to six steps back. All right, so we're just gonna kind of rattle off a couple of picks here. We have uh, Detroit goes Luke Kennard, can't, great shooter, can't play defense. Uh, Utah gets Donovan Mitchell. Interesting. They traded. They traded up with Denver to get that pick. Uh, that that was a interesting deal with, in, within itself. Utah got the number 13 pick. Denver got Trey Lyles and the 24th pick. But Utah gets Donovan Donovan Mitchell, which is maybe even telling that they could be losing Gordon Hayward and George Hill in free agency. So it's good for them to kind of replenish. Donovan Mitchell was a pretty damn good player at Louisville. Uh, 14, Miami got Bam Adebayo from Kentucky. That is the (laughs) third of the Kentucky players to go in the lottery, by the way, uh, like Adebayo, I think he, he, he's a good backup for Whiteside. Could even be a good, uh, four in that system. I, I think that he, he's a great energy guy. Uh, Sacramento at 15 got Justin Jackson. Eh, not a big fan of that. Great college, good college player. Don't think he'll be as good in the NBA. Kind of seems more like a, like a, at best, a sick man. Uh, Minnesota, with the 16th pick, got took Justin Patton from Creighton, athletic, but unproven. Didn't really see a whole lot of him this year, just because Creighton kind of fell off due to their their injury, and that was a lottery, you know. They, or well. the lottery was out of bio, but. Yeah, had two lottery teams still picking. Um, all right, so kind of, let's keep, kind of move on here. Uh, Milwaukee took D.J. Wilson. Interesting pick. I, I still think Milwaukee is putting together one of the more, more intriguing teams in the league. Really have to keep an eye on them. Uh, D.J. Wilson, d- a defensive-oriented guy. That's g- going to help. Indiana took T.J. Leaf. Uh, I love... I- now, you know, if you listen to some of the po- the older podcasts, if you recall them, when Greg and I were talking about the NCAA tournament, he wasn't the biggest fan of TJ, not a fan of TJ Leaf for personal reasons, but he also didn't really think he was that great of a player. Um, I think this was an interesting pick. I like the notion of pairing Turner and TJ Leaf. I like that for Indiana. If they're going to lose Paul George, start building around Turner right now. Atlanta took John Collins out of Wake Forest. Interesting pick there. I I, I liked liked his game at Wake, but not sure what kind of NBA player he becomes. 20th pick, Sacramento took Harry Giles. Harry Giles, three years ago, was the number one ranked high school player. Tore his knee. Tore, (laughs) Tore his knee then tore the other knee so he's constantly been rehabbing Re- didn't even really play until about halfway through this season so we still have not seen anything really out of Harry Giles yet i think that's a you're you're taking a nice stab at that and if trading down for Sacramento was so that you could take Harry Giles in a more palatable position then I think it was a little short-sighted. But either way, Harry Giles didn't, hasn't shown much, but could be a good player down the line if he ever gets right. Unfortunately, I don't know what that'll be. Uh, so, uh, 21st pick, Oklahoma City, went with Terrence Ferguson. Uh, he's a shooting guard. He He's an American. He's from Dallas, Texas, but he opted to not go to college he went to australia and played in the NBA, in the nbl their professional league there he lauded by arizona head coach sean miller who coached the under 19 team had said that ferguson was possibly the best player that he coached at that level uh I mean, you, the the tape they showed of this kid was un- unbelievable. He's a bit of a project, but I think a great, good insurance to have for Victor Oladipo. I think that Ferguson could, you could even potentially overtake him. But you got to, I I do like that pick. That was kind of the the wild card pick of the night, but a very interesting pick for sure. Brooklyn at 22 took Jarrett Allen out of Texas. Uh, good at, you know, all these guys are great athletes, but this guy for a center, he could run the floor. My one small problem with him was the fro mustache combination made it look like Andrew Bynum. And just, you know, anything Andrew Bynum with me just kind of startles me. I, feel, I think I think Allen will be a good player. I just think don't look don't look like a guy that hurt himself bowling and just refused to really play after a while. Anyway, uh, twenty three Toronto took OG Ananobi from Indiana. He was on the he was on this top of the board for a while uh, after the fifteenth pick. Uh, great pick for you know this guy just has can jump out of the gym he can shoot he can really do everything you would want and that gives Toronto some nice flexibility especially if they're going to lose Kyle Lowry it was really that's a I like that pick there uh 24 Denver took Tyler Lydon from Syracuse Eh. 25 it was originally Orlando, but it was soon traded to Philly. Uh, Angis Pasenek's center from Latvia, he's actually uh, he was teammates with Kristaps Porzingis. Uh, he will not be in the NBA for at least two more years as a prof- with his professional deal. Still has two more years left on it, so we won't see him for a while. But Philadelphia gets him for the price of a 2020 first round pick that they have from Oklahoma city that is protected one through 20 and either a second round pick from Brooklyn or the Knicks in 2020 whichever is worse however if that first rounder does not convey to Oklahoma city in the 2020 draft Orlando will get two second round picks so I like that I like that deal for Philly Uh, just kind of you know you all he, it's more assets for them. It's it, it, You never know what you're going to do. I'm, by the way, this guy's friggin' huge. He's like seven foot 2 Can't beat that. He, and he's shown improvement as, as a player over in Europe. 26, Portland, goes Caleb Swanigan from Purdue. Absolutely love this pick. The guy is tough as nails. Tenacious rebounder, all that. The guy has just improved every single year. And I think... He's going to bring a just workman's type approach in the post for Portland. Uh, 27th pick. The Lakers got this pick in the Brook Lopez, D'Angelo Russell deal. They took Kyle Kuzma from Utah. And then Utah jumped up, jumped back in, or, well, jumped up. They they were at the... A couple picks away, but they jump up and they snag Tony Bradley from North Carolina. Uh, just to recap that deal, Utah got the 28th pick, and the Lakers received the 30th pick and the 42nd pick. Uh, the Spurs at 29 took Derek White from Colorado. Saw some Colorado games that kinda, I kind of I like his game, it's a smart move for them uh, to. Just load up on point guards now because you know you're going to be losing Ginobili and Parker soon. S- smart there, and then our last pick of the first round, the Lakers took Josh Hart from Villanova. Uh, you know, guy was a national player of the year candidate, hell of a player. Uh, we'll see how what kind of pro he is. So that was kind of the first round. Uh, some of the more no- some of the notable second round picks. Uh, Frank Jackson, the third. Went to New Orleans. Love that pick. Uh, New Orleans is desperate for guards. They're going to lose, likely lose Drew Holiday, Frank Jackson. Everyone knocks his size, but I the guy can play. You know, He was a solid defender. Could score at will. I think he, he would mesh not, uh, very nicely with Anthony Davis and DeMarcus Cousins. Solid pick there. Boston, at 37, took Semi ogile from SMU. Terrific shooter. Boston needs shooters. Definitely a solid pick there. 38th pick. I think when we look back at this draft, you're going to look at the 38th pick in this draft and really just kind of shake your head at Chicago for what they did. Uh, the Jimmy Butler trade was bad enough. But this is almost criminal. The 38th pick, they took Jordan Bell from Oregon. Now, if you remember, Jordan Bell was an absolute freak during the NCAA tournament. A block machine running the floor, both ends. Just an absolute, what I thought could be a steal. He drew actual Draymond Green comparisons in that NCAA title run, or NCAA tournament run. Absolute freak in nature athletically. So they pick him at 38. But then, the Golden State Warriors, who had no picks in this draft, used a small loophole in the NBA draft rules to acquire this pick. The Warriors bought the pick from Chicago for $3.5 million. And now the Warriors may have another second round steal on their hands. Jordan Bell is going to fit perfectly in this Golden State system. Certainly will make an immediate impact and help them also down the road when it comes to salary cap problems because they are going to run into them. The salary cap is getting smaller, not bigger in the next couple of years. I think you look through this entire draft, that could potentially be the biggest pick here. I wrote on on Tuesday that we could look back and say that the Philly-Boston trade is a turning point. Well, that's more of a long-term one. If the Golden State Warriors want to keep this dynasty going, if they want to pull the, and for lack of a better phrase, not one, not two, not three, not four, you know, LeBron's preach, preacher type speech at the Miami party in 20, in 2009-2010. Um, yeah, Jordan Bells, that's an important pick for them. Uh, another pick I had on here, uh, Dylan Brooks was originally drafted by Houston. I truthfully would have loved – I, I would have liked that pick because he would have been able to run that second unit. And he you know, plays a, in a similar fashion – I wouldn't even say I wouldn't say style. He likes to get you know drives the ball, likes to get fouled, but he goes to Memphis, and I think Memphis can use all the scoring they can get. Dylan Brooks is, was a terrific scorer at Oregon, and Memphis really I, it was just a, a solid move by them to, to acquire him. So let's before we kind of before we go here, I think if you're Philadelphia, if you're Los Angeles. You got to feel good about the night. Sacramento, you get the point guard of your future, but you're also kind of, you know, you got two kind of iffy guys when you could have had two of the two, potentially two of the best five players in this draft. You know, Milwaukee picks up another interesting piece for them. Not really sure what Portland was, you know, I like... One thing Portland did, I like the Swannigan pick, but I don't love the, I don't love them trading up to get Zach Collins. And then, I I think Oklahoma City potentially could have gold on their hands, as I was just talking about. Golden State wasn't even in this draft, and I might be they might be one of the biggest winners of the draft. It was a naughty it was a crazy night, an interesting night. And still, a lot could potentially happen. We still have Paul George on the market. We still have Paul George on the trade market. We still have potentially Porzingis on the trade market. Next, the the next two weeks is going to be even more intriguing as things start to build up towards free agency. You know, a lot of. Teams are still talking trades, trying to figure out things that are going on now that we know who is where. So it'll be a lot of fun to watch over the next couple of weeks before basketball goes, goes away for a little bit uh, before the summer league starts. So that is it for me, guys. Thank you so much for listening and subscribing and all that to the podcast. I will be back next week. Maybe get, maybe I'll get Greg in here to talk some baseball. or we'll, I'm still going figure to out, figure out what we're going to talk about, but I should be back next week. Uh, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or SoundCloud and subscribe to the podcast. If you do get your podcast through iTunes, please leave a review. Uh, give me a rating as well. It would help me, helps me make this better for you guys. So that is it. Have yourselves a terrific weekend, and I'll talk to you all next week on a brand new edition of the Shooting the Moon podcast.